We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale, coming at you guys from Blue Wire Studios here at the Wynn Resort in Las Vegas. It's my first show of the week. It's Dre's second show of the week. That's backwards. That never yeah. happened. <laughs> no, you and Nick held it down earlier in the week. Uh, this show was great. If you guys haven't checked it out, check out our MMA episode that dropped a little earlier in the week, previewing UFC 288 going down this weekend from Newark. You guys didn't seem overly enthused about the card, but you guys had great content talking about John Jones and the retirement word, the R word, and everything means in, in combat sports. And I loved the episode. I actually listened through all the way. Uh, Dre did not listen to it because he doesn't listen to his voice nope. on anything. Uh, so we appreciate you guys listening to us, though. Today, we are talking boxing. It is Canelo Alvarez versus John Ryder. And for the first time, I think in three years, pandemic pandemic excluded, three, four years, it's not in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And it's first time in, what, 12 years he's going back to Mexico. Yes. So hometown fight, Guadalajara for Canelo Alvarez. We'll talk about him, where he stands currently in boxing. The question of the week, is Canelo the face of boxing still? We'll talk about that as well as we kind of get through the week and touch on some other topics in boxing, some hot button issues going on around the way in boxing. I wasn't here earlier in the week on Tuesday because I had a crazy stupid long, long layover in Miami. I was coming back from Puerto Rico, a weekend trip, dropped my grandma off, and flights got switched over. I was in Miami for six and a half hours. You know what, Dre? I'm not mad at South Beach. You shouldn't be. I told you. Yes, it was a good spot. I had good Cuban food. The Ropa Vieja was incredible where I went. Ate right on the beach outside. I went to the beach. Once I found out I was there for long as hell, I rented out like two of the little cabana chairs, an umbrella on the beach. Random ass people come selling drinks out of a book bag. I bought that. No questions asked. I was out there drinking. It was a great time. I found out that South Beach, like the beach there is topless. Me and my wife were chilling. Some random chick jogs up with her boyfriend. They're in like workout clothes. I was like, yo, what? She got like long ass pants, t-shirt. I was like, oh, they're really trying to get it. They're working out. They happen to stop right where we are. 
Like, what are they doing? Stretching? No, she takes off. He takes off his fucking sweater and his shorts. He has tiny shorts under. She takes off the, her pants. She has, I don't even think it's bikini. She just had like a thong on, took off everything on top. They both jump in the water. Like, yo. My wife's like, maybe she has pasties on. All right, bold choice. She turned around. She had no pasties on. I was like, oh, hit up my boy Vince. I was like, yo, y'all wild out here. He was like, yeah, there's like a stretch of the beach where you can be topless. Ain't that some shit. All right. Mind you, families are like right to the left of this. There's a 10-year-old that changed his whole life. Motherfucker staring. It was like with the biggest cheese grin I've ever seen in my life. Maybe it was like 12. But it was one of the things like it was clearly the first moments he's ever seen titties in his life. Real ones. Like in person. Yeah. It was like the happiest moment. It's yeah. like watching your team win the World Series. That is the look of joy on this kid's face. And I was like, rumble, young man rumble. Yeah, yeah. I understand. I, it's not many times in your life you get that, that look of pure excitement on no. your face. No, I'm sure you had it. That's South Beach. That's, I never ventured that part of South Beach. <laughs> so guess I, it's between 10th and 13th yeah, Street, I if anyone's it, wondering. I didn't know it existed, but like I said, man, like Miami's, a, it's nice to visit. It's nice yes. to visit. You know I, what I saw? What? I saw a guy. Black dude, dreads, slowly creeping down Ocean Drive, white Lambo, oh. five miles per hour. That lets me know oh. it really happens down there. We're going to get it in. Once I get my De La Hoya fake abs. Oh, we got a long way to go then. I ain't worried about <laughs> you. <laughs> you got about two years. You're going to have fake abs in two years? Oh, at least. At least. All right. Yeah. See, this is what happens. Y'all thought y'all were doing like a good deed to me two or three years ago in the Rat Pack chat, when you, got, you were like, yo, Kel, blah, blah, credit, get credit cards, blah, blah. You guys explain to me how to clean up my credit and all this shit. I was like, yeah, cool. So now I can do stuff like get a new car, new crib, all this stuff. Once that's out of the way, what do you think I'm going to do with my good credit? Y'all done fucked up. Because y'all thought like, oh, this is going to make him a better and more sane human being. He's going to be like a well-functioning adult. No, I, I got a good job. I have good credit. I'm going to fuck around and get Oscar De La Hoya apps. I think they're only like 8, 8K, 10K. That's an easy finance. Woo! Come in here, no shirt on. Well, I would do this podcast with a G-Unit wife beater because they would probably make me worse. You know what else you're going to do this podcast with? Not alone. <laughs> By yourself. <laughs> Andreas Hill will not be in this bitch. If you show up here shirtless, pulling up at a pot, nope. That's the end of the corner. You're lucky I don't get fucking... Chest implants like The Rock. Bro, like... That, that might put, like, my, my budget a little out of whack. A little out of whack? A little. I feel like the look, chest implants probably more than the look, I, look, I will not be here. You know the Magic Johnson meme. <laughs> I'm not going to be here. <laughs> Nana, if you show up here with fake abs, I'm out. I'm kicking you out the group chat, too. I, oh, of all the wild shit I've done, you draw the line of me getting fake abs? Yes. And then coming here... What if I wear the Oscar kimono? No, man. You, no. That just makes it worse. I will kick you out of the group chat. <laughs> you will get that message. Hell Dansby has been removed from the group chat. Yes. It's That's over all for you. bad. It's a wrap. The fake abs is where we go. All that, right. That is the true uh, cautionary tale. Like, you let that shit get to his head. He was, I can't get real abs. You're depriving me of something. Like, I I'm played not football for years. I never had abs. Like, what the? Go buy your, just don't show up here and like, don't even tell me. I don't want to know about that shit. Maybe What's at least having fake abs if I don't tell people? I have? No, like. Right? There's a, there's a plan to this. <laughs> right you get fake abs like in september 
and then you wear a hoodie, and then you tell everybody you're working out. Hundred percent. Then, then you when you show them, people go, "Oh shit!" And you, so, so you want me to cave fade my fake ass? Well, now I know the the trick, so <laughs> I figured it out. Like I already gave you the secret sauce, so you yeah. can't do that now. But that's that's how you're supposed to. Everyone to do it. who's not a listener, so I'm just. Cool. I get my fake abs. Not this September. Next September, I wear a hoodie. I'm wearing a hoodie right now on the show for everyone watching on YouTube. I watch. I wear a hoodie the whole winter. Whole winter. Show up to Mania Week. Fake abs. People think I earned it. I'll. I'll know. Nobody else will know. I don't care what you know. Uh, okay. Wale Mania. No shirt on. Don't make it. Don't embarrass yourself. <laughs> it's all right. I'll have my my Cam Hawkins here. Where I'm just running oh, around. God. I'm on stage with a comically large bottle of champagne. Yeah. And Delahoya abs. My wife would be overly embarrassed. I love it. I don't care. Yeah. All right. That's yes. enough of this. I'm considering my birthday's in two weeks. Uh, as a quick aside before we jump into this boxing. My birthday's in two weeks. I was like, yo, what do I want for my birthday? Usually I get me something. My wife's taking me a trip to Jamaica uh, after double or nothing here in Vegas. Cool. So she's getting me something. What do I want to get myself? And I was like, all right, well, we got the new place. Everything's good. Home, being in an actual home sucks, by the way. It, it feels great, but I hate all you guys who told me to do it. Because there's a lot of shit that goes into it, by the way, that I've noticed. I've had to get landscaping done. Yes. Uh, some reason, my community has been overrun with scorpions. Oh. So I had to get a pest control today to keep them away. I've seen two. Yeah. I couldn't fucking risk it. But all this shit adds up. Stupid expenses. So I was like, all right. Try to keep it chill. What I want for my birthday? I might cop a chain. I have a jacket now. It was between copping a pair of Jordans that you cop just to be stupid. And I was going to just wear them to just pop you. Like one of the Jordans that dropped. But then I was like, well, no, then what am I going to do with these Jordans after? I have a pair of Tim's. Elena got me like three years ago. They just sit in my closet. I wear the same sneakers every day for like five years. Oh my God. So I don't care what it matches. So I was like, yo, I'm going to get a chain. So I might get like a Cuban link chain. But I'm looking like maybe I'll get two of them. Everyone seems to have two. So now I got to like figure out like if two chains are in my budget. What is wrong with you? This is, this is what this I've is, been thinking about the past two days. Oh, this is, what this the, is why I don't take vacations. When you tell me to not go to work and my mind is left to itself and I have all this extra time, this is the dumb shit I, I think about. Also, I spent four hours, shout out to Brian in the production booth, watching his stream his video game stream. Like I fill my time with a bunch of stuff that yeah. I usually want it. And this, this video game stream is, is very entertaining. I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so I might, I might wear two chains on set for my birthday in two weeks. If they get here in time. Oh my God, I've wanted a grill. I really have. Devin Haney, it's a boxing show. Posted yeah. on his IG with a grill. Um, Michael Benson from the UK screenshot it and posted it. People were like, why are you, what are you making a big deal? He's a young black kid. Like a ton of people have a grill. It's like, damn right. I just want a bottom grill. Bottom grill, two chains. I might be a whole different person come double or nothing week in the studio. (laughs) You can't do all that with new balances on, man. Like we gotta, we gotta. The new balances are comfy. We gotta fix you up, man. Like you, you're, you're just terribly unbalanced. I wait, you know what I wish? Which is a whole different. So all my friends who are sneakerheads have normal shoe size. So like my boy Ray, sneaker influencer and now a brand uh, consultant, all his shit, and he gets tons of stuff from Nike, Adidas. He wears like size nine. He wears whatever the stock. Oh, fuck, he's baby feet. Yeah, tiny feet. I mean, guy's like five five. 
But he wears whatever the sample size is. So they give him everything. Like all the prototypes, all this shit. He wears like size nine, nine and a half. You wear like a size 10. 11. 10 11? Damn, still not close enough. For a size 11, you get all these sneakers. You never fucking wear them. They sit in your closet. I wear them. You look at them. You break them out like twice. Yeah. Like specific occasions. Oh, yeah. And you have like 19 million San Francisco 49er colored sneakers. I do. So you can't even wear all those. So... If I wore a size 11, I would just like chill around you enough till you got tired of shit. And I'd be like, yo, yeah, I'll take those. And I'd have mad sneakers. No one wears a size 12 and a half. Or everyone wears a size 12 and a half. They don't get rid of their sneakers. Yeah, I don't know anybody wears 12 and a half. Bothers the hell out of me. So hence, I wear uh, the same New Balance every day. And I only wear those because I had to retire the DCs. Those DCs had another four years in them. See? What the fuck is that? <laughs> Cole saved the world from four more years of DCs. So now I just rock my New Balance. You got nice New Balance on today. Yes, I have nice New Balances on, and you won't see these again for a while. I, yeah. That's that dude. I have. You just bought three pair of sneakers this week. I did. That was that was bad. <laughs> I could the sneakers app. I hit three times. I was like, oh shit! I got the Spider Verse, the Multiverse ones. I got the the Wizards threes, and I got the Thunder fours all in the same week. It's funny because like when you hit, you then don't. You're not obligated to buy those. Oh, yeah, still, you right? are. You have to put in your payment information. So, yeah. Oh, once you hit, like, it's They're bad. yours. Yeah. But so it's you so, can't even bid. It's so rare that you hit. Like, I haven't hit in, like, weeks. So I just enter draws. <laughs> I just throw my phone to the side. I ain't going to win that shit. Yeah. So I got the Thunder 4s, and I was like, oh, shit. Those came. Then the Wizard <laughs> 3s. And then I bought, like, some Hip Hop 50 uh, dunks that came out. It was, like, a full like exclusive. So I bought those. So I didn't think I hit on the Wizard 3s. I got the Wizard 3s, even though I think they overstocked those. Then those multiverse joints came up. So Marcus texts me and he's like, oh, these multiverse theories. I was like, oh, no. Another pair of shoes I got to get. And I was like, oh, when they come out? Mar- May 20th. And I was like, I got time. Shock drop. I was like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm going to put it and see what happens. And I hit. And I was like, oh, my God. Did I just spend like $700 in shoes in three days? Yes, I did. <laughs> just, yes, I did. Just creeps up on you. And they all came. And yeah, I'll. And I probably won't wear them all for a while. Listen, I'm going to stop judging you for that. Because eventually, you're going to have to not judge me for my Oscar De La Hoya abs. I am. And I'm building equity. You can judge me all you want. Towards, <laughs> towards this. You will never get away from your Oscar. If you do that shit, it, yeah. I told you this show was over. Dre, it's going to happen. I don't know what people thought was going to happen when I got a job at ESPN. Again, did they think I was going to get less ridiculous and obnoxious with things? I was buying wild, stupid shit back then. Again, you're now like, I can buy abs. You're terribly unbalanced. You like eat a three hundred dollars steak with Stella Rosa. No longer. Yeah, but you had to learn. So you, we have to teach our ass again. Like then I started drinking it with the cocktails at the yeah. places, and then you're like, no. And then now yeah. I got to drink it with a glass of wine. Yes, pairs with it. And then you learn, and then you go, oh, that's a good idea. It is a good idea. We got to fix up the rest of you. You're just you're terribly unbalanced, man. I, I don't that's like what I'm this. doing for my birthday. I'm going to Golden Steer Steakhouse here in Vegas. Never been. It took like two months to get a fucking reservation there. Go for my birthday. I'm going to ask them to pair my steak with a nice wine. I'm going to ask the, the waiter, what would you suggest? Yeah, get, get the suggestions. Find out. Get yes. you a nice glass. Make me feel real big time. That's how you're supposed to do it. But you can't do it. Like, don't you wear no fucking New Balances as a gold steer, okay? No, you know, I got the one pair of like dressier shoes. This is too much. And I, they're not even like branded. I bought them like Macy's. But they're like, they look good. And they're like dressy enough for me to throw them on when I got to go out and dress. I just got to clean the bottoms a little. That's it. I'm going to wear those dressy type shoes 
another two years. I'm, <laughs> I'm a good three years away from having to buy a pair of shoes of any form of fashion. Can we end this show? Can, <laughs> I want to go home. I, I'm, not, I'm not comfortable here. It's, this is not. This is not a man. working for me. You got to choose. You got to choose your vices. That that is life. I'm, again, my, shoes are not mine. Clothes, abs, clothes are not yours. Abs are your like abs may be added to the list. Have you ever had abs? You were you were yeah, skinny. I, I, I can't have, have You don't even know, of course. Yeah. You, you were like 110 pounds right. for the majority of your so life. So it's like I was too skinny to like take the shirt off and feel comfortable with yes, it. So yes. I just, you know, I do the Kofi Kingston sometimes. I have like the little halter top with my little six pack. Yeah, but that shit was in <laughs> back then. Like the half shirts. Yeah. You, you had the part that mattered. Yeah. You had the six oh. pack. You do whatever the fuck you want. No one had to see the bird chest. Yeah. It, again, you don't understand this conversation. That you've had a six pack. I've I've been linebacker build or bigger my entire life. I never had a six pack. I ain't Aaron Donald. I was a big ass dude with a six pack. This is the time. I got to do it before I'm forty. Because if you buy abs after forty, you're just kind of whack. So Oscar's whack. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean they're, they're now called the Oscar De La Hoya abs. So hey. I mean, he can only be so whack. But uh, yeah, like he bought abs, and now it's comical. Because it is. you're you're a grown ass man buying abs like you, you fifty my man you got like ten years left to show this shit off the man was he was a bad bitch fight week that's I it that. I turned thirty five this year if I get abs at thirty six I got like twenty four thirty years to enjoy these abs can we talk about boxing now I'm so sick of we talking can. about you and your abs and well listen Oscar De La Hoya was tied in there was a, a connection do you think um the this Oscar regresses <laughs> first of all I'm, I'm curious like. The recovery from getting yeah. abs can't be can't be great. Like you can't do like can you eat? Can can you sit up? I don't think you sit up. I don't. I've seen wild shit on the internet when girls get BBLs and they fly back on a plane like this, like like <laughs> like a muskrat. They got to put their hands on the back of the seat with their ass just sticking out the front like that because they can't sit down and put any weight on their cheeks. If not, they'll spread like pancakes. So they, they got to sit on a muskrat for like five, five hours from the Dominican back to wherever the fuck they live. Uh, so that looks wildly uncomfortable. So I have to buy my abs somewhere local. So then like maybe I can rent a minivan and just fucking lay down in back and maybe put the seats down. Bang, I lay down in the back. My wife drives uh, me home. You put way too much thought. I'm telling you, I'm getting the abs. I, I put thought into what I would have to do. So, so I'd have to lay down in the back of a minivan. Get the abs somewhere close. Like maybe probably a year and a half they do abs here in Vegas. You get anything here in Vegas. All right. So listeners, um, what was today? Today is it is May. It's May. It's May 4th, right? May the 4th be with you. Yes. Uh, let's see. So that week people said May, June, July, August. Let's say September 2024. The corner podcast is over because this fucker is going to get abs and I'm no. out. I am telling you, you want one, nobody will know. I'll keep the hoodie on. You have a great idea. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to know because I'm going to start hitting you in the stomach every day. <laughs> just, I'm going to fucking find out. Just going to hit me with the tank, Ryan Garcia. Yep, yep. You're just going to randomly come up and give yep. me liver punches. Like, oh, he ain't get them yet. <laughs> yeah. That one day when you just completely doubled over, I'm like, all right, bitch, uh, show's over. Listen, the unveiling, what would make this? The unveiling? The unveiling of the abs, which would make this even better and full circle, would be Mania Weekend. Which 2025, what the? which would put it a week after the 10th anniversary of the Corner Podcast. I would get abs for the 10th anniversary of this show. You cannot just end it at the 10th anniversary. It's a celebration. 
It's a celebration of me leaving this bitch. It's over. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's a wrap. I can't. Go Hold get on, Big man. Mac. You'll have a new co-host. <laughs> you say this until you see the abs. They'll, no, they'll be better quality I don't want to see them. them. Oh, it's an abversary. Fucking fuck. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Well, come on <laughs> yes. Brian with the... Oh, Dre, 10 years celebrating it with a pair of abs. Yes, the APAC. I'm going to be in this bitch looking like Ricochet. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait. I can't wait. It is all oh, your face right now. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to happen. So, I, yeah, mark I leave your calendar. I leave because or mark breach, your calendar. breach a contract if I left. And we don't even know because next year is Philly, WrestleMania. We don't know where WrestleMania is the year after that. Let that shit be in Vegas. Let, let Mania 2025 be in Vegas. Is hometown Mania and I got new abs? You can't tell me shit. I'm running down Las Vegas Boulevard with no shirt on like the fucking Ultimate Warrior. That's a sight. Um, <laughs> that's, that's it. No, if y'all listen to this fun. podcast, I'm so sorry because y'all have had to listen to this man ramble about fake abs for God knows how long. This is why you don't give me days off. This, this is what happened. I missed the show. I got all this. I come back. This man comes and gets too much time on his hands and starts thinking of ridiculous shit. They should have they told me not to take days off. See, this, again, you guys don't know what you do. Whole group chat. Yo, Kel, you need to take vacation. You take time off. This is what happens. So, yeah. yeah I'll be taking more time off. back to work. <laughs> Please. All right. Talk about work. How? How <laughs> can I talk about boxing after all this shit? <laughs> There's boxing. Oscar does it. Oh. So, so, if he can do it, we can do it, too. Cocaine. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This week, former Oscar De La Hoya employee, Canelo Alvarez is fighting here in Las Vegas. What do you think Canelo thinks about Oscar's abs? I should have asked him <laughs> please, when I interviewed him today. Please. Next week. Oh, my God. I got I to gotta text cop. I got to text cop. And be like, yo, <laughs> just ask him what he thinks of De La Hoya's abs. Payday. Payday. <laughs> his rant on that shit would be legendary. Oh. And just got to show him a picture of Oscar from last week. With, yep. the, with the kimono. He's a bad bitch. Oh, oh my God. That's your former boss. Oh, before we get into Canelo fight against Ryder and what this all means for Canelo, 
he had a quote this week talking about Javante versus Ryan. And he said, good fight. I thought it was going to be a little more action, but Javante's too good. Pick Javante before the fight. That body, shirt, that body shot hurts a lot, but we are fighters. We need to get up. Easier said than done. Is he taking a shot at Ryan or not taking a shot? Yeah, I mean, okay, so I interviewed Canelo today, and it was a very, you know, talked about Tank a bit and talked about Ryan, you know, because obviously uh, Eddie Reynoso said he would welcome Ryan back. Yep. And the way Canelo, like, responded, he's like, I'm not a trainer. He does what he wants. And was it like, you know, how's your relationship with Ryan? He's basically like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird because you tell it until you eat that body shot, but then everybody's not built the same, right? Yeah. Maybe Canelo would get up, but he's never been hit like that yet. Like, I've seen... He's been hit with some shit, but not, not to the body. Not like that, right? He hasn't been hit with that kind of a shot. And to say, like, we're fighters, we got Andy Ruiz, Trash Ryan Garcia, like, all these fighters are just shitting on him. I've seen Andy Ruiz be hit with less. Yeah, me too. And do not I've seen him thing. eat more. So yeah. it's like, relax. I don't... I was, you know, I, I, I saw Canelo picked him to win the fight, which that's totally understandable, especially given how, how much he knows about boxing. He picked the right man to win. But saying, like, to get up until you're hit with that shot, it's like getting shot and then be like, oh, that's just a, a bullet wound. <laughs> just just a get grace. up. We're fighters. You know, we've been shot at before. You, what, you took a bullet in the head? So it, I, don't, I didn't like that how Canelo did that. But uh, it's Canelo. Do you, and I guess before our other show, like, Ryan hadn't left. Right. So Ryan parts with Joe Goosen. My idea was to get more time with Joe Goosen and, and forge that that bond and, and get more fights under your belt and learn and grow. Obviously, something wasn't working there, and Ryan is gone. I'm not sure a third trainer before the age of 24 is the smart way to go. I feel like you're kind of painted in a corner to go back to Ryan. Well, go back to the when whatever show we did where Ryan Garcia signed with Joe Goosen. What did yeah. I say? I said. Joe Goose is not the right trainer. Offense, great. Not a defensive trainer. Yeah. What did Ryan learn? Ah, fuck, I got to play defense. People are going to hit me. He, Joe Goose is a great trainer to unlock you offensively, but that's not Ryan's issue. I mean, it is to a degree, but he needs somebody that can teach him defense and how to not get hit because what makes Ryan good is he, his hand speed, his quickness, even though Javante called him slow, which is crazy to me, but I think he's slow. I think what Javante means, he's slow with his fo- footwork. Yeah. Uh, not his hand speed. But he needs somebody that's going to help him defend getting hit. And Joe Goose was never going to be that guy. Like, Joe Goosen trained Diego Corrales, and Diego Corrales was an offensive dynamo. That's but it. All go. All, yeah, all gas, no break. But I wasn't surprised by the move. I was even less surprised given the fact that none of these people showed up for Ryan after the fight. No. Oscar's got to be the next one. <laughs> Somehow he's getting He's got to figure that, that out. Like, Oscar... It, it, the lie. I mean, to me, they're lies. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, I got death threats. Yeah. And somebody asked me on another show I did. They was like, well, did you see Oscar at the fight? And I was like, no, but I wasn't looking for him either. I just assumed he was there because everybody else was there. Yeah. Conor McGregor was there. I assumed Oscar was there. Lo and behold, Oscar was at the fight. And all access, they showed him in their locker room. So, that in, so for him to say, I was getting death threats, but you're at the fight. If somebody's going to get you, they're going to get you at the fight. They're not going to get you at the press conference. Yeah. Where it's just us. Like, we ain't going to do nothing to Oscar. So that, that to me, was a bunch of bullshit. They left him high and dry. And he had to feel some kind of way about that. And I talked to Calvin Ford, and Calvin was like, they gave, <laughs> Calvin was like, they gave me so much shit about not believing in Tank, and then they didn't even show up for their fight. Yeah. He's like, that's a bad sign. 
And, and it's kind of like Calvin's like, Shoot. Oscar painted a weird narrative. With it's bullshit, man. Like, if, because if Ryan would have won, Oscar would have been there. 100%. Like, you got to be there when the fighter wins or your fighter loses. And then to make matters worse, uh, the Williams Zapata fight happens and Oscar's there and Oscar's like, oh, we're figuring out Ryan's next moves, da da da. And Ryan tweets, I ain't telling nobody. That's an indictment. Like, how are you talking about this man's next fight? You didn't show him for the, at the press conference. And then you're talking about his future. And he's like, I haven't even talked to you. Like, relax, basically. Ryan needs to get out of there. He's got to yeah. go. Golden Boy is like, and Golden Boy has him, Virgil Ortiz, Jaime Munguia. Yeah, that's it. And Munguia is now fighting Sergey Derevchenko. It's not easy. Not an easy fight. Even though Derevchenko had lost three in a row, he's 40. So there's a pass for Munguia winning, but Munguia's not good. <laughs> like, that's always been my complaint. I was like, they signed him. He was young, and he looked good. And then I saw him lose to Dennis Hogan, and I saw him lose to a few other people, and I started going, he ain't really that good. They're just going to cash him out. All right, so now all you guys are Virgil Ortiz. And at some point, Virgil's going to say, I ain't got nobody to fight here. Like, who do I beat up? Virgil has to get healthy. Because... Now, every time he hits a camp, this condition pops up. And it's like, can you cut weight with that? Do you got to go up? Like, what, what is your plan? And he's so good. But it's like, again, Golden Boy's a sinking ship to me right yeah. now, in my opinion. And, and they're it, signing new young fighters. But like, Oscar kind of does that. He finds fighters and he signs them based off their look. Yeah. And then figures out the talent afterwards. Yeah. I, I, if I'm a fighter, I'm looking at Oscar. I'm like, nah. Like you bailed on your fight. Your biggest star, you didn't show up. I don't care what you say. Floyd found time to be there with Gervonta, and that ain't even his fighter anymore. Yeah. You could be there for Ryan. That is your fighter. But Floyd knows that the optics of that, because Floyd, again, isn't dumb. Leonard's not dumb. The optics of that is, even if you go and you become your own entity, I will be here. I'll be here for you. I'm going to help you. That cosign will kind of always be there. So young fighters see that and go, no matter what, he got my back. Yeah, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't like any of that. So we'll see what the future holds for Ryan. But obviously, he's going to one forty. Uh, curious who'll end up fighting first. I think he should fight Jose Cepeda, uh, number seven ranked, super lightweight. Yeah, it's a good fight for him. I saw Regis Prograde to sign with Matchroom, which is like, all right, sure, all right, yeah, don't jump into that anytime. Yeah, like everybody's got to figure out how to work together because you got fighters that are in different promotions. But Ryan's in a tough spot because. Even at 140, the bigger names are Josh Taylor and Tiafimo, top yeah. rank, right? Like, so who are you going to fight? Regis is with Matchroom. Who are you going to fight? He fights on his own, so that is a fight you could put together, but you don't need that in not, the immediate future. No, not, not immediately. Regis no. might fuck you up. Yes, yes. More than likely. Yeah, so we'll see. I, I didn't like any of this. Does he go, could he go back to Reynoso? He could. Maybe he's learned a lesson. I mean... You don't want to be hopping around with too many trainers. No. I never, it's never a good look. It never turns out well. And Ryan's only 24, but it's like you got to settle with one person, build that rapport and chemistry with him, and then figure out like, oh, this works. I'm getting better. And he hasn't found that person. No. And he just needs more time in the ring. Like I said, like he missed a lot of time for good reasons or, or you know, not, I mean, injury and mental health. Yeah. understandable. Need to be in the ring more. And 100%. That'll make him better than whatever trainer's in his corner. Give him ring time, and he'll grow. With Canelo, he has nothing but ring time. Man started fighting pro when he was like 15. 
now coming into this fight against John Ryder, people are like, oh, he only picks easy fights. He only, he cherry picks. Why do we still watch yeah, that's him? that's a lie. This is a mandatory. People, I don't know. He's transcended boxing to a point where casuals do know Canelo, obviously, fighting Floyd, fighting Triple G several times. He's had so many big fights. He is the man in the sport, which we'll talk about. And now casuals are nitpicking his career. When I sure. look at where Canelo is now, people treat him like he's very old. He's still relatively young. 32. 30, like, he's just started so long ago. He gets the hate. And I, I wouldn't even say hate, but like the nitpicking that people do with LeBron. Mm -hmm. Where, yes, he lost. Yes, he's lost several times. He's only lost very hard fights to very good fighters in difficult circumstances. Floyd wasn't his size when he lost to Floyd. Floyd pulled the Javante and weight drained him. And the guy was 23. That's like LeBron losing to San Antonio. Yes, LeBron lost the finals to Steph Curry and fucking Golden State when they had KD. Yes, that's Bivol. Like, it, it's, he went up a weight class. The guy's 5'8". It's tough. Yeah, the, the odds were stacked against him. He dared to be great. He lost. But now people are nitpicking. He doesn't fight enough black fighters. I just posted a clip of him schooling Jacobs. Yeah, which he schooled him well. It's three years ago. But they act like he did. You know what they'll do? No, 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 not that. Not that black guy. Pick another one. Yeah, just like, say right. you want him to fight Charlo. That's it. You want to fight Jamal Charlo. Just say this. He breaks off of Charlo. He does. And he beats Demetrius Andre too. But it's neither here nor there. But they don't, don't have anything that. to offer him. And that's, that's the other problem where we look at this with Tank. We talked to Leonard Ellerby about this. My guy brings something to the table. We know what we're going to do against anybody. Yep. Why do we bring you in? So anyone Tank brings in, we, we can fight anybody to get to 300,000 pay-per-views and get this check. The reason why Ryan worked out is because it went from 300,000 to 1.2 Okay, so that's what you bring in. Now we can start splitting money. We can take pies. Now we're happy. Canelo needs that person. Charlo, has, Charlo hasn't fought in two years. Hasn't defended that title. Hasn't had a mandatory declared. Hasn't been stripped. Two years. He's coming back on Juneteenth. I think. Legend. Two years he hasn't fought. How is that building a resume to fight Canelo? I mean, it's, it's not. But we've said this before. Like, <laughs> Canelo's different. In Javante and Leonard Ellerby, where Canelo, if you got a belt, that's what he wants. Yes. Like, and then people go, why is he fighting John Ryder? Well, he just came off for wrist surgery. It's homecoming. It's Guadalajara. And it's a mandatory. This makes sense. Fighters, I mean, Jamal Charlo's not going to fight a world beater when he comes back in June. He should, but he won't. People are allowed <laughs> to have, like, lesser opponents. And I, I have no problem with Canelo taking this fight. Now, no, me either. If, if you ask me if I'm interested in it, the answer is no. Like, I don't think it's going to be competitive. I think I'm only looking to see how Canelo looks in the fight. I don't, I don't give a shit about John Ryder. John Ryder has lost to Rocky Fielding. John Ryder has lost to Billy Joe Saunders. And John Ryder has lost to Callum Smith. Three Canelo victories. Yep. And I don't see any way that John Ryder beats Canelo. The only thing I do want to see is how's his footwork? How's his hand speed? How's his defense? Does he fall behind early? Is he more aggressive? Like, those are the only things I care about because. Nothing matters until September when he should, should yep. be fighting again. And the question is, who does he fight? But Ryder? I don't care. All these people nitpicking about Canelo. Look, he's one of the greatest pound-for-pound -pound fighters of this era. It's, there's really no two ways about it. He has been that good. 
Even when I said early in this podcast that he wasn't that good, he showed us that he was that good the way he fought Gennady Golovkin in the second fight and the third fight. Third fight, whatever. Gennady was washed. But <laughs> you look at who Canelo has fought. He has fought everybody. Gennady had just won a belt. <laughs> he just had, I know, he just but he Murata. fought Rio Murata and he, you know, but 40 was 40. Him. Yeah, 40 was 40 at that point for Triple G. And he, he kind of looked every bit of 40 when he fought Canelo that night. But that's the fight that people asked for. Canelo waited too long to make it happen. But dude, you don't, I just watched the, the, the Kings documentary again on uh, Showtime. If you haven't watched it for whatever reason, just make sure you go. Because they talk about, you know, Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Tommy Hearns, and uh, Marvin Hagler all fighting each other. Well, everybody fought Hagler much later. Yes. Because Hagler was just, he was a middleweight. He wasn't going anywhere. He was like, I ain't playing little weight games. Like, <laughs> you come, come here. And I don't care. I still think Hagler beat Leonard. Whatever. I think so, too. But, like, Ray Leonard lost to Roberto Duran. And then he beat him. But the, how did he beat him? He waited for him to get fat. He rushed the rematch. He rushed Roberto Duran into that fight. And Roberto Duran quit because his body was just d- destroyed by all the partying he was doing. And Roberto Duran's very open. I didn't take any drugs. I drank and ate a fucking shitload of food after I beat Sugar Ray Leonard. And then Don King was like, hey, I got a rematch for you. When is it? Four months. He's like, motherfucker, I'm fat. <laughs> well, here's this big bag of money, and Roberto Duran took the fight. But nobody ever criticized Sugar Ray Leonard. As years have gone by, no, all people remember is no mas. Yep. Nobody goes, well, this is what Ray Leonard did to Roberto Duran. Nobody cares. Sugar Ray was the original Mayweather of the, yes. of the mind games. The this, retiring, the coming back. This the motherfucker. <laughs> this motherfucker held a party for himself and admitted he was coked out. Yeah. Admitted. Like, Sugar Ray Leonard's presented as the All-American boy. He had a fucking drug and alcohol problem. He beat his wife. Sugar Ray Leonard was a piece of trash. Nobody ever talks about that. His no. book is all, it, remarkable for all the wrong reasons. Because he's very open about how shitty of a person was. But acknowledgement, acceptance, and then saying, I fucked up. Makes you a better person. But he's open about that. But he, he uh, watches, I can't remember who Hagler beat. Was it Hearns? I can't remember. And Raylan is like, oh, I'm going to have, you know, this big event to say what my next move is. And I'm going to invite Marvin. As soon as he invites Marvin, everybody's like, oh, shit. He's going to challenge Marvin Hagler to a fight. This is what we've been waiting for. He gets Marvin all the way out there. He gets in the ring. And the greatest line, he's like, you know, it'd be a great fight, but it's never going to happen. I'm retired. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> and Hagler's sitting there like, you little bitch. <laughs> like, how the dare ultimate you? Fake. But, but nobody talks about it. He made Hagler wait. He waited Hagler out. It wasn't like Floyd fought Manny because we had Leonard on the show, but even though he said it, I, I'll say the same thing. The reason why Floyd Manny didn't happen was because of drug testing. Yeah. The reason why Hagler didn't fight Leonard is because Leonard didn't want to. People say Leonard wasn't big enough yet, and he waited till the weight. I mean, it was that, the eye surgery, the detached retina, which was real. Ray yeah. didn't lie about that. But when he finally fought Hagler, Hagler wasn't the same Marvin Hagler. Still won. Still won. <laughs> but the point, is, the point is, it isn't how you get to the fight. All people care about is results, because how you get there fades away. Like, right now, people are still trying to call Floyd Mayweather this cherry picker. 15 years from now... People will look at that and go, damn, he beat a lot of world champions. He beat Manny, beat Shane. He beat, and then people talk about people like Robert Guerrero. Ah, oh, why do you fight Robert Guerrero? Robert Guerrero was number eight on the pound for pound list when that fight happened. No way. He was. Robert Guerrero was Guerrero really beat. fucking good. But they would say, oh, Marquez came all the way up. That's Marquez's bad. <laughs> like, Marquez shouldn't have came up 14 pounds to fight Floyd. Whatever. 
he fought Canelo and Canelo was too young. You gotta, you can't have it both ways. Because Floyd continues to get old. And nobody ever says that. They're like, hey, he picks fires over the hill. You think Floyd's getting younger when he's fighting these people? <laughs> no, he's just the best conditioned, well-trained athlete in the world. So when he fights a Shane who just beat the brakes off of Margarito and gets hurt and then ends up shutting him out, you gotta give that man credit, but they won't do that. But 15 years from now, there will be people that will go, man, Floyd might be the greatest fighter of all time because all they'll look at is the record. Yep. There will be no videos like, here's how we got to that fight. Nobody cares about that. Same with Canelo. They'll say all these things about Canelo and then somebody will look at his record and was like, this motherfucker fought everybody and he won. He'll be the greatest Mexican fighter of all time. Yeah, I mean. In 20 years, like just when you look at the resume, when you look at everything, all the Mexican champions have lost. Um, look, man. I think people will consider him the greatest of all time. And that's no disrespect to no, Julio Cesar Chavez. We're not going to disrespect Chavez, but we got to keep it a buck. That motherfucker is giving a couple fights himself. Julio Cesar Chavez is the most revered Mexican fighter of all time, but he's not the greatest. And why, why I say that, because I think Canelo will pass him. But I, I saw Frankie Randall beat the brakes off of Julio Cesar Chavez. I saw Meldrick Taylor win this fight running away and then just got caught. Yep. And Richard Steele called the fight. It was one of the worst things I ever saw in my life. It ruined me. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's racism. Black on black crime. I didn't know what to call it because Richard Steele is black and Meldrick Taylor is black. Whatever. <laughs> But Chavez... Sweet P also won. Sweet P did win that fight. And we, we're not going to act like Julio Cesar... Because it's funny. When, when Sugar Ray Leonard, after he beat Tommy Hearns, and then Tommy Hearns fought Hagler, people were like, Tommy Hearns is over the hill. Motherfucker was 29. 29. Canelo's 32. When Chavez lost to Frankie Randall, I think he had just turned like 30. It, it's It's... We romanticize these fighters and often forget how old they were. I mean, obviously, science is different because LeBron's a freak, right? Yeah. Like, everybody can't Tom be Brady LeBron. played forever. Yeah, yes. it's a little bit different. And 15-round fights take a lot out of a fighter. But I think Chavez, as great as he is, was, and always will be revered, I think Canelo has, still has a path to pass him because multiple weight classes. He didn't fight. I mean, everybody, everybody from Mexico fights a cab driver yeah. or three or seven to blow that record their first couple of years. 45. Chavez fought plenty of them guys. Chavez He's like, hey, what are you fights. doing tonight? Yeah. You want to fight? 17 pesos. <laughs> All right, cool. Meet you in the ring? I'll buy you a burrito after. And then he just kicks their ass and it blows his record up. That's just kind of how it worked. Shots of tequila after the fight? Yeah. Good job. Let's Thank, do it. Thank you for letting me kick your ass. Look, now look at my record. I'm 84 He's great. But again, yeah, a lot of those fights, the De La Hoya fights, were kind of, I mean, Oscar B, it's, and no one's considering Oscar the greatest Mexican fighter of all. No, but he was a damn good one. Damn, he was I, good, but I don't Real quick. He's not going to get I listen that. to people disrespect Oscar De La Hoya, and I was like, dude, that's his face. He'll still fuck you up. Oh, yeah. The golden boy can still have Man's hands. in shape. Yeah. The, the, underneath the fake ass. Yeah, but he, he's still, still in great shape. He's still a fan. He's, he was a fantastic fighter. I, I, when people talk about Oscar like he was not good, I'm like, no. Oh. When we talk about people who fought everybody, Oscar fought everybody. Ike Corte, Fernando Vargas, Tito Trinidad, Sugar Shane Mosley, Floyd Mayweather, Manny Pacquiao. I mean, dude. The best of the best for him to fight. All the time. All the time. Oscar was a great fighter. Just not a great promoter. I mean, to be fair, he's been involved in some pretty good promotion. He has, but I've given, over the years, I've given more credit to Richard Schaefer. No, yes, Oscar De La Hoya. Now Richard Schaefer's not there anymore. We kind of see how the things. Yeah, work. stuff kind of crumbles a bit. But he had an eye for talent. Yeah, he does. The man found 
two really good fighters and has rode that wave for about 50 years. Yes. And Floyd was over there for a second, like partnering with him. Yeah. He got a check off. Canelo Ryder this weekend, talking about the fight itself. How do you expect it to end? And does it matter how it ends? Yes, it matters. Um, Canelo needs to stop him or sweep and like absolutely brutalize him to the point where people are going, that man's got heart. because That's all he's got left. <laughs> that's the only two outcomes. If it's remotely competitive at all, it's a bad look for Canelo. Canelo I, I think Canelo's going to stop him in like seven. He's got to give the fans a show. But I think he's got to... I mean, he likes beating up UK fighters with body shots. So, yeah, he does. Beefy Smith caught one. Rocky Fielding caught several. I think he, he stops John Ryder with a body shot like seven or eight. But he has to look good, man. He has to. I think he's going to look good, but I, I think he needs those rounds. He needs a few rounds. Yeah. I think he knows he needs the rounds. I think he's going to work on stuff that maybe failed him in the Dimitri fight going into September, because he really wants that rematch, came out and said he's not doing that 168. For what? The, the fight's going to be at 175. He wants that belt. He wants the exact weight. He wants to prove that he can do it. So I think a lot of the things that we saw fail him, the leaning against the ropes, the being defensive, the backing up, I think all those go out the window. I, I think he's really going to figure out, okay, how do I use my jab better? How do I put together more punches, more combos, and that'll lead to the stoppage eventually against Ryder. But yeah, I think we're going to see a more aggressive Canelo. Like, we're going to see that style change. He's going to be fighting Bevel again in this fight through Ryder. He's going to take it out on Ryder. Yeah, like, he's going to treat him like he has the exact same style. He's going to use this as nothing more than the test case. This is the scrimmage before the real game. He's going to run all the same plays to make sure they work. And he's going in there, and I expect to see more volume from Canelo. Less of the foot movement, the, the head movement, all the stuff he's kind of developed um, since the Floyd fight and going through, which probably elongated his career a little bit after those after that first Triple G fight. He's like, I just can't take punches all damn day. But I think he knows to beat someone like Bivol, you have to go forward. You have to pressure him. You have to stand in there and trade and say, I'm going to break you before you break me. I can't win a chess match against that guy. So I, I think against John Ryder, he's not going in there for a chess match. He's going in there. He's going to put his head down. He's going to throw. He's going to say, this guy has nothing for me. I'm just going to go until he breaks, but I'm working on all these things. So, yeah, I think ninth, tenth round stoppage. I think uppercut. I think probably takes his head off. And get that good highlight. Get people feeling good. Kick off this year, right? Last year, he was number five on the Forbes uh, highest paid athletes list at $110 million. I didn't even know he fought more than one time. I guess it was twice. He fought twice. Bivol and Triple G. 110 mil. You got to think of the Hennessy endorsement too? Yeah. It's paid. It's printing money. Man's rich. So he's, uh, <laughs> he's just spending money on horses. Obviously, uh, yeah, our ESPN piece. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how the fight turns out, how he looks, and then if he calls Dimitri out immediately after the fight. He's going to. I mean, I asked him today. I was like, you know, Benavides. He's like, no, oh, Bivol, Bivol, 75. He won't fight him at 68. Why? Because there's a built-in excuse if I fight him at 68. Yep. I've drained him. But let's keep it a buck. I don't want that fight. It has to be Benavidez. Like, 
The Baval ben fight. Benavidez will always be there. No, he won't. No, he won't. And if you're Canelo, Bivol will always be there. The thing is, Bivol wants to fight you at 68. You want to fight him at 75. There's going to be a problem there between the two of you. Also, we just talked about the richest athlete. Bivol doesn't get you paid more than Benavidez does. No. The Benavidez fight is incrementally bigger, right? Because let's not act like Canelo Bivol did gangbuster numbers. Like, that fight week was tame. Yeah, this fight week is tame. Like, Bivol, like, Canelo's going to draw them because he's Canelo. But against Bivol, he fought a guy that's Russian, doesn't speak English, good fighter, but not a knockout artist. And we've already seen what happened in the first fight. As much as the rematch will probably do a little bit better, I don't think anybody's begging for that fight right now. No. So even if you beat the brakes off of John Ryder, nobody's going, man, I want to see you against Bivol. The problem is, can, when's the last time Canelo fought a Mexican? Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Yeah, and that week was phenomenal. Right. More importantly, Chavez Jr. wasn't shit. No. He was no threat to Canelo. We all knew that. Benavidez is a threat to Canelo. I asked Benavidez today, I mean, Canelo today, what do you think about, I was like, what, what do you think about Benavidez saying he wants your Mexican holidays? He was like, it's not that easy, my friend. Okay. Fight him, though. because. Benavidez has been basically kind of calling you out for a few years now, but now he's done the work. Yeah. And now if you fight him on a Mexican holiday, it's a big fight. And if you beat him, here's, and here's why I say that he needs to do this now. If you beat Benavidez, there's nothing else for you to do at 68. You can size up properly at 75 without moving back and forth. Like if you fight Bivol now at 75, you got to come back down and get, defend those belts. And are you really going to want to do that with somebody yeah. like Benavidez, who's a monster at 68? So even if you cut the way, he's still going to be bigger than you on fight night. He's huge. But fight him now. Finish your business at 68. David Morrell, just fuck it. Let him do what he's going to do. He's, nobody knows him. He's young. He's good. But yeah. I don't need to fight him. Beat Benavidez if, that's, if, if you can. And then fight at 75 and make a home at 75. Because if you're so confident and you really think the wrist has something to do with it, and you were burning out because all the fights, fine. But you got to make a home in that weight because Bival is bigger than you. Bival is stronger than you. And you need to, and if you were to beat him, you can't leave. This guy named Artur Betterbiev sitting right there. Waiting. You can't leave, so you got to stay here. But you, I think he has to, in my mind, he has to fight Benavidez. In Canelo's mind, he does not. But no. I hope somebody else convinces him. I think Canelo should fight him. One, you wait until Better Behave gets even older. So you, you wait that out. Man's going to be like 41 by next September. So the Canelo Better Behave fight will probably be like a whole calendar September away from now. That Better Behave do mandatories and do whatever the fuck he wants. But it should go Bivol in September. If you win that, then great. If you don't, whatever. You got to come back down and defend your belt. In the meantime, Morrell and David Benavidez can figure that shit out between the two of them. If Benavidez wins, I mean, that's going to be a tough fight for either of them. Whoever wins that one, you fight them. Hopefully, it's Benavidez next single the mile. And that's a huge fight. Yeah, I just want, I want it next now. May. I, Everyone I'm, wants it now. I'm not interested in Bivol right now. I just, because I don't, personally, I don't think anything changes. I, think, I don't either. I think you fight Bivol again, it's the same fight. If you throw a little more volume, again, we saw it as a very lopsided fight. The judges did not. 
Yeah, but now the going judges, into the tenth, it was even. Yeah, but now the judges are we one. They'll be different. Two, they'll already know what happened in the first. Sure, I. So I don't know. Like you got to think. Like judges are people too. Yeah, all you think they have to see is him do better than the first fight. And, and they could, but the problem is, is like Canelo wasn't landing. That's not going to change. Bivol's missing a lot too. Not as much as Canelo. No, but uh, but Bivol's backing you up. Yeah, he's busier. The jab was really good. I don't see much that'll change. That, again, that's why I'd like to see Canelo beat Ryder. Cool. But if you beat David Benavidez, then you make people believe again. Yeah. Beating John Ryder, nobody's going to believe you could beat Bivol. Got to start you. Beating <laughs> Benavidez, people go, all right. And then it's like, all right, we believe that you can win, and maybe you can win, but you got to show us something. John Ryder don't count. You're beating up a crash test dummy from the UK. He likes beating up British fighters. Yeah, I mean, it would have been Triple G, then Ryder. It's enough in between, in my opinion. But you got to make a statement this weekend. But the Benavidez fight is that is that money that's fight. That's that's the one where whatever the pay-per-view numbers for that are going to be real. Yeah. The zone paywall or not. Like, now that it's stupid amount to buy on the zone. Yeah, but if you even get it. You got to put that everywhere, though, and just do stupid numbers. I'm just saying, like, you see all those complaints? Oh, Streams not working, shit crashing. Like, it's almost like the platform wasn't built for pay per view. You don't say. I was there. So I was there. I seen it. It's 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 a wild weekend. It's always going to be fun to watch Canelo fight, though. So we have that this week. We have Roley the week after. Then we have Devin Haney versus Loma. Roley and the Haney fight both here in Vegas. Then we have pro wrestling taking over the studio and the show pretty much the week after the AEW double or nothing here in Vegas as well. So much going on here. It's going to be so fun. We appreciate you all. Make sure you guys follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter, Corner Club for Life on Instagram, at Corner Podcast on TikTok. Check out our YouTube, the Corner Podcast as well. For myself, for the old man, Andres Hale, everyone here at Blue Wire Studios, thank you all for in the booth. Till next time, we're out. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.